podcast listeners. If you hear my voice right now, I need you to do something for me. I want you to take out your phone or on your computer, go to Apple Podcasts, search for Ask Your Old Head Podcast. You'll see my, my logo, my little picture, my little image there. Find the show. Please rate and write a review. It's a small thing, but it helps others find this work and find what I'm doing here. And it really, really matters, uh, as small as that may seem. So if you could please do that uh, before we get into the show, I very much appreciate it. Thank you for listening. Let's get into it. Peace. Peace. I'm Jesse. My brother, Justice Raji. Man, what's happening? You know, old black man talk. Same old, same old. <laughs> same old, same old. Same suit, You know, You know what, man? I want to say real quick, man. I've been talking to some, like, you know, when you spend time talking to, like, old black men, um, you just, you get, you remember, like, there's this language that, like, populated black people's language from, like, I don't know, time immemorial, but definitely until like the 70s or something, mm-hmm. right? And then like, you know, they dig it, man. <laughs> you know, he came over in his own nickel, man. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> I was cold-blooded. You know? <laughs> and, you know, if you came up a certain time, you were a certain age, you just know what all that stuff means, right? Like, yeah. you gleaned what all of it means. And I think in today's time, it is my estimation that we are perilously close to losing that language. Like, you know, how, like certain languages from, mm, from mm. indigenous tribes and stuff like people are like, man, nobody knows how to say it no more. Right, they stop right. talking it. I feel like that, like, you know, black talk, like job talk. We've got to preserve, we got to preserve this stuff, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Cause you know, when, when somebody came, he was like, man, there's an old head, esteemed, esteemed old brother, uh, older brother from this area. He was talking to me and somebody else. And he was like, he was like, dig this, man. Cat came all the way from Amsterdam on his own nickel. <laughs> <laughs> and I realized how, like, I don't know if in 20 years a kid will understand what that meant. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like. Like they, it just, it just really can get lost, right? Like just, just the the hip talk, as a, uh, as my man say, uh, they say on the Teddy Pendergrass uh, on the album. You know what I mean? Like you know, I'm sorry, baby, you ain't down with the hip talk. talk. <laughs> so I, I say, man, we got to do our job to keep the hip talk alive, man. We can't, can't let all the new slang, uh, get rid of, uh, get rid of the hip talk, man. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, it, and it's also this the the patterning because even if you didn't know the word. If you if you if you are if you are uh, schooled in it, so to speak, you go like, okay, all right, uh, nickel, nickel's money. All right, he paid his own way. Like you put it together. Like even if you haven't heard that exact phrasery, you can still put it together. And I always, you know, I always think it's important that you you at least can you you are in tune at the level that you can put it together, even if it's you know got some regional. Um, styling in there right some, some terms you don't know you're like okay all right i see I, I, I i'm picking up what you're laying down you know what i'm saying like <laughs> that kind of stuff. no absolutely and, and i mean and to your point and yeah you know, i think we've talked about this and i i think about this a lot you know there were a couple things like when you look at black communities before <clears throat> to me the globalization of hip-hop you had true regional dialects mm-hmm. 
right? Like, I mean, truly, like you, you know, like you would go to a town and not know what someone's talking about. It would be a word that would be predominant and everyone else would be trying to figure it out. Like, you know what I mean? Like, obviously the omnipresent John from the Delaware Valley area, right? Like, and then it's variation jump from the DC area mm-hmm. or how to call everybody Joe, like, or Mo, or um, how you can sometimes barely understand if someone's saying two in Baltimore, right? Like, you know, like, <laughs> and up and down the country, up and around the country, you had these regional dialects. And I think hip hop on some level helped because it helped people understand people from other regions and, you know, that kind of thing. That got rid of like especially the northern United States was in some way better than the rest of the country. Um, mm-hmm. but I think the other challenge is many of those levels of regional dialects have been just morphed into each other in the music. So, you know, as far as now you hear all these other words from other lang uh, from other areas that then come into the language that then populate it to the point where you don't even know if that particular town still has those kind of quote unquote regional dialects, right? Regional ways of communication, which I just think, you know, it it becomes important for the uniqueness of a, of a community that you acknowledge that, you know, while part of the black diaspora in America, you know, the Brown diaspora, like they have their own particular forms of communication and, and, and everything that comes with it. Yeah. And I mean, you know, the, you, you think about, you know, uh, like you know, these are because I, I don't know. I feel like it's a Delaware Valley, you know, Philadelphia up, like concert by Ak, Aki. You know what I'm saying? Like, what up, Ak? Like you hear people say that. Like I don't know nowhere else in America, and I, I don't know, if, you know, if a person's of a certain age and certain space, you may never hear nobody ever say that again. You know, like it, it excited yeah. me seeing. You know, what I mean, you know, like uh, I mean, I still, you know, I break out of family. You know what I'm saying? Other places might say fam, right? You know what I'm saying? What a family, you know what I'm saying? What fam, you know, that sort of thing. So those, but all of those, you know, the, the various ways you can um you can speak to and speak of folks, um, you know, and as it is, you know, especially with John, like, yeah, it's like I'd be here, oh, it's a John. I'm like, no, nah, you don't say it like you say it like you read it out of English book. Don't you probably shouldn't say well, it because like, <laughs> I mean, it wasn't right. <laughs> The you gotta challenge, look at low, the man. Is, man. I didn't. I never seen the word John written down until 1994. <laughs> I had never seen it. I had never wrote it down. It's, it's like wrote down oh, the blue John. You said the blue John or oh, boy. You know, it's certain stuff again that like you you just took for granted was kind of like spoken spoken language. And that again, to your point, all these things have to do also with the cultural context of a region. And, you know, where the term Aki would have, you know, would have been such connected with, you know, like Islam as a religion, um, you know, Orthodox Islam in Philadelphia and the varying, you know, kind of the culture of that, which has been well documented. Um, But, I mean, those things are important and we have to keep those kind of ways, just as we talk about like food ways in the Black community, right? And we talk about the importance of keeping like the food ways and acknowledging the origin stories and where food comes from and what people are doing to produce it. Language is going to be the same thing because this hip hop is a this global concept that projects itself. What you find is that in the areas 
of different countries while they take on some of the stuff. Like I saw an Italian drill video. It was interesting. I sent it to you. There's an Italian drill video, right? And they are kicking it. <laughs> they are kicking it, man. But everybody's a crip. It is. Everybody got all blue. The cars are blue. The girls' bikinis are blue. I ain't never seen those shit like this before, man. But they are kicking it. They are. And it's funny because I was in London and I was talking to a younger dude. I was talking to a younger brother. It was a conversation between a dude that's older than me. You know, he was he was um, from England, but had spent a lot of time in, in, in the States. And then a younger brother who had not spent time in the States. You know, he was a Syrian brother. And he, um, but he had like discovered through Jay Dilla, discovered like the roots in common. And so like for him, Jay Dilla was the gateway drug to like real hip hop and R&B. Right. It was, it was fascinating. But then he was saying that his his peers were all into UK drill. And then he was telling me about Polish drill and Italian drill. And I was kind of like I was kind of listening, looking at him, but kind of like, OK, I like to consider myself an international guy, but I ain't never heard of no damn Polish drill and Italian drill. Man, I've seen it. Man, that shit is hard. <laughs> Man, they are driving around in cars. They are riding around. They got pit bulls, man. It is, it is something else. But it is, it is clearly uniquely Italian, right? And so, I think one of our challenges is hip as hip hop is going global, it still retains a lot of very personal elements to the to the terrain that it stays in, right? Like, yeah, yeah. You know, like uh, I was uh, listening to a dude. He wrote a book called Tarzan Economics. Uh, let's see if I can find it. But like, which you should definitely check this book out. But I, I heard, listened to him and he was talking about how like the top of the top 10 like Dutch rapper, top 10 Dutch hip hop acts and streaming on Spotify, the top seven are all Dutch rappers. Drake isn't until number eight. Oh, wow. So it's like, even though as much as we talk about hip hop being like a global thing, it still is fundamentally in in across the world. They listen to it through the lens of their music, yeah. And then they take on American artists versus, uh, I think, our assumption that they just listen to they listen to the Busta Rhymes and <laughs> drink, you know what I'm saying, like and drink all day, like they're not. They listen to hip hop through their lenses, and so while they still are doing that, it would be a shame if we lose that. And lose the art of like hearing the the hip hop that is unique to the regional context of many places in the country. Mm. You know, um, and the name of the, the name of the book, real quick, is um, Tarzan Economics, and is written by Will Page. Will Page. Um, he's the fourth. He's a former chief economist at Spotify, so he has really really interesting insights on streaming and like what people are listening to, why global disruption and all that. Peace. Well, that, that brings us uh, right in. So, you know, right on <laughs> you know uh, I'm aware and by the time I guess most folks will hear this, there'll be actually almost like a double a double stack because the, the recording for last uh, previous episode and this one will come out probably within three, four hours of each other. Um, <clears throat> but um, fully aware of what happened in Texas, uh, and 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 the, the babies and 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 and, uh, and the educators and community members that lost their lives in that circumstance, uh, in an effort. Well, one just because can't talk about 
the madness and mayhem, at least not in the first person of, of our society every week. Um, you know, what we had planned, we we discussed, you know, two records have come out in the last couple of weeks. One um, by Pusha T, the other by Kendrick Lamar. We wanted to have uh, just some, some conversation about those records. Um, but before we do that, again, I wanted to say, you know, respect and love to all the families and, uh, and to that community um, and everybody else, anyone else, you know, that, that you know, I mean, living through this, going through this again is taking you wherever it's taking you um you know it's all right to feel how you feel and and be how you be at the moment in regards to these things let's just uh make space for each other so you know peace to that and um so i'll start with uh well yeah we'll start start with push t but i think we might weave a little bit because the the one day I was gonna say about both records. Both records are are created in sort of as I consider it the 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 new school, you know, and sort of a hip hop scholar that can do this better than me. But kind of like when you would make a th- like an album that has a theme all the way through, which you know, in the last decade and a half, I think has changed in hip hop where everyone sometimes we make it's it's it, it is a it it is a a compendium of the music I made recently but they're not necessarily connected to each other in any way, right? Um, where the, the the traditional, you know, kind of methodology of like low-end theory to uh, Daily Operation, um, Rue's first album, um, Nazilmatic, where there's some sort of tie in why these songs are together. These are the songs. Um, so both of I mean, these Life records, After Death. Like life After Death, that. yeah, right. Like that there's some tie in to why these songs are together and it's not just any number of songs. Uh, but they both, you know, put these records out and, and I guess I'll start with Pusha T, uh, you know, clearly Pusha T doesn't, doesn't spend all his days, uh, at, at current in life, uh, distributing, you know, narcotics in the street space <laughs> in the, in the gray economy. Um, however, there's a whole suite of like what that world is, um, the attitudes and the way, you know, quite frankly, as much as our society tries to sort of delegitimize the reality that, you know, selling of things that are illegal <laughs> in our society is as much built into the economy as as not doing that. Uh, it's just more disfavorable to, you know, speak about it. And, and I fully understand also that, you know, that the harm that, you know, you know, those who are addicted to the substances and, and, and the family, just, you know, all the, all the stuff that happens with it. So Absolutely. all that notwithstanding, right. Absolutely. The, the reality of like, um, what that is, what it is to move in that world, but also, um, you know, as, 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 as Pusha T is, is I think, you know, he's a world-class, I do this better than you do this. <laughs> Almost like whatever it is, like what you thought you was dope, but I was dope and you was dope. You know what I'm saying? Like you think you fresh, like that energy that comes out of, 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 of you know, not just, I wouldn't say it's just a, a street dynamic, so to speak, but is a, um, a social dynamic. You know what I mean? Status, uh, position, positionality. And a I, I think to your point, it's a ver- it's a variation of a hip hop dynamic, right? That, mm-hmm has been at play for a long time, right? Whether it's the idea of the best rapper or the flyest person or what you had on or your OJ, your car, right? Like mm-hmm. it, it's been present in in the, the culture of hip hop, whether 
the Harlem form or the Bronx form, right? Like right. in their origin stories for some time. Yeah. So let's. I mean, I don't know. Just let's just enter. What's what's one of your first thoughts? Maybe we'll start with uh with the push teacher on, and then we can. So, I, one of the things, and you know, we built about this is like I look at them to your point. I think you said it really well. Is they're both form. They're both themed albums in a time where someone drops a song and the song blows up and then they go make other songs and then they put those songs out. They find the other artist who's really well known today. And then they put the out, they put the song out, right. Put the album out and people because of the streaming structure take from what they want. Right. So it's like, you don't really listen to it as a theme because the album was put together for individual pieces, like a buffet, right? Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. so it's like, okay, what are the 10, favorite dishes that you like in this particular area and they're out there and you take four of number one one piece of number two right and you just kind of go from there both of these albums have been constructed to be digested in a whole form right um which i think lends itself to talk one talking about the age of both of the artists the amount of time both of artists have been in the industry um it's kind of we can forget that Kendrick has been around doing albums for about 13 years now. Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, and again, because he was younger and, you know, he got so popular in such a small amount of time, we can forget of how it is, how he long he's been around and doing writing and, and all that kind of stuff. And to say nothing of a push it team and then, you know, for 20 some odd years, right. right. Or 20 years. So they're making music as mature people, which I think is important. So even though you may listen to Push, and it's like, okay, we keep talking about how much drugs he can sell. Well, he's he's doing it from a seasoned artist perspective. Mm -hmm. um, and it is performance art. It is like, there there are some levels of absurdity to it. And that's part of the, that's part of the thing, right? Mm -hmm. Like he, you know, he compares himself to the Scorsese in a sense of like, I make a thing you know the thing I'm coming with. You don't ask me to do the other thing because you don't ask anyone else to do the other thing. <laughs> right, like, right, like, right, right. Like you don't, you know, like you don't ask Wes Anderson to make un-Wes Anderson movies, right? Like, you know what movie you're going to get if Wes Anderson makes a movie. Like someone's not going to talk to like, you know what I mean? It's going right, to be something. Right, right. It's going to be some quirky in there. It's going to yeah, be uh, I'm some eggs. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm a Wes Anderson fan, but you know what you're going to get when you go. You know, your popcorn probably needs to be gourmet because it can't just be regular. It's going to be some strange shit going on in the Wes Anderson movie. So right. I think he positions himself as that. I think he has, he has kept himself relevant while, you know, having a having a very kind of classic flair but at the same time kept himself relevant i also think it's interesting that you get an artist that's 44 years old basically almost 50 years old that does an album with two of the if you don't say top five you definitely have put them in top 10 accomplished producers in hip-hop and frankly Mm. It's getting to it's getting close to black music in the last 30 40 years right yeah absolutely um, and producing a, an entire project that is cohesive in the parts they created and in the and in the whole, which is unique. Like it's, it's one thing, you know, like when, you know, starting with, I think Illmatic was the first place where you started to see like somebody went and got a beat from everybody. Mm -hmm. Right. Like that was where, okay, Large Professor did a couple. 
LES did a couple, Pete Rock did a couple, you know, Primo did a couple, right? Mm-hmm. And again, they were like the sum total. <clears throat> they were a great album, but they were the sum total. <clears throat> Where these were created to make sense of the batch that were done with that particular producer and make sense in the collective. Yeah. Um, I also think Pusha T does music that is really relevant to a segment of the population mm-hmm. that larger segments would like to think they're a part of. <laughs> right? So it's kind of like, you know, like you would like to think you're a part of the segment of the people he's talking to, even though the people he's talking to are a relative small group of people. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so if he's talking about certain bad, because to your point, he talks about stuff that generally speaking, the general public doesn't know about. Right. Right. Like he talks about restaurants that like people don't know about. You know what I mean? Like you don't know about them because it's some shit that you got to have a fair amount of money or a fair amount of access to know about. And he delights in talking about it, but you would like to think you know about it because he would like to think, you know what I mean? Just like everyone. What's the name? They have a protect. Like, you know what I mean? They like, you don't have no protect. What are you talking about? You don't have one at all. Like <laughs> you're not willing to spend the money to do it. Like, and if you have a you have a particular watch, you put a whole bunch of gaudy shit on it to make it look famous for people who don't matter in 10 years. There yeah. has no resale value. <laughs> and he makes fun of you for doing that, right? So it's like, so it is it, it's interesting in art in that sense, right? Like it's it's art that pretend pretends itself to speak to a very specific crowd. And then the rest of the crowd then kind of gets into it. It is very similar to how you talked about big, right? Like that whole, like, I know why I like it. Why do you like it? Yeah. <laughs> like, right. And it's, uh, I mean, and I was looking through some of the songs I'm, I'm trying to remember. I mean, I mean, I guess you, you probably can imagine the songs I like, uh, you know, I, I well, well, two things I did structure because I, I usually, especially if it's like a whole album that at least is constructed as an album, I try to find a way to listen to it like all the way through, right, while doing something. So if that's driving or cleaning something, so I can hear all the songs, then listen to them all again, and then start to you know put the names to the songs so I remember what the name of the song is and what was on that song. So you know, so I was like, you know, call my bluff. I imagine you, you, you would think that that would be a song that I would particularly care for, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we can have this can happen right now. That's what this will be doing. Um, and um, it absolutely say it absolutely sounds like a song for you. It sounds like <laughs> like your your kind of thing. Like I, I'm waiting for you to call my bluff. <laughs> I'm saying like, what, what's up with it? Did and uh, what's the what? I was trying to piece together, which I can't remember for sure. The, uh, it was one where he's uh, oh, open air was, was, was pretty interesting too. Um, Actually, I mean the song. I'm only go. It's like 35 minutes, which, which is sort of surprising. I don't, actually I don't know how long records actually are anymore. <laughs> like albums, like it's hard to uh, well, no barometer. They're deluxe. They're, they're 21 songs because they add on these other songs again. So like they they create the. It's it's similar to when like Big and Wu Tang and everybody did the double albums, right? Like when they recognize you could sell two albums at one, right? Like they got two units for one album being sold. Mm-hmm. it's the streaming is like put as many songs on there because it really doesn't matter because they're going to be streamed. So right. it's about putting every song on there. So like, you don't know how long the album is because they put remixes and deluxe stuff on there. 
for other artists so you could get more streams so you can make more money, right? Yeah. So, yeah, you don't really know how long it is. Yeah, but like the number, and it's from, I mean, even in the 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 uh, the titles on the songs, like, because it, it speaks to, like, if you've never been in a neighborhood, like, if you've never actually been in a neighborhood where, you know, the full composition of what's happening in that neighborhood, you got, one, you got majority regular working people that work somewhere, <laughs> And their family, this is what they just they block their neighborhood, their part of town, whatever have you, and they just live there. Then you got, you know, some other people come through, and then you may have uh, you know, you have your 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 local um, your food places, you know, whether that be prepared food or uh, you know, corner stores. And then, you know, you may have your your neighborhood uh, uh, you know what I'm saying, distribution of you know substances somewhere within a proximity. You know, there's, there's like a car wash next to a garage. You know, somebody's car always getting waxed or something. You know what I'm saying? This dude that's, you know what I mean? It's like, like all of these dynamics that I'm like to many of us. And, and I think, you know, and I, I know that some of the structural things are different, you know, other parts of the country, but like, you kind of know the sign of it when you see it. You're like, oh, okay, we down the way. All right. You know, this is, you know, all right, they over there, they go that dude, there's the guy that's doing that. And somebody, you know, you know, at least in the open air era, somebody's outside, <laughs> Right. right, you know what I mean. And usually it'll be a like you can almost either by the traffic or the by the movement, kind of like that street is the street where the stuff is actually happening. This is like the off street that monitors that street. Right, <laughs> like, like it's right. not it's not like this street is where they hanging out. That street is where the the stuff is going. Transactions out. are taking place, right? right. And you know, I think so we we had spoke about offline from this, but just like the if you understand it. And not saying that it should be normal, but you you understand how to navigate through it. You understand how to like simultaneously walk through that space if you're not necessarily involved and get where you're going, kind of send a message that, hey man, y'all do y'all thing. You know what I mean? Now, if you're from that neighborhood, you know, maybe you know, you know that's somebody you know, that's the kids that was older when you was little, or you know, you from there, they know you, right? They're like, oh, us name, you know, if you have some level of esteem or you know respect amongst that thing or you know whatever the dynamics are it's not foreign to you and uh, it, whether it's good or bad you have a sense of like i understand what's happening here right like i cool like you know and then you know funny stuff happens and somebody getting a fight or someone you know somebody telling jokes about some things or you know what i mean somebody come through in a car with super duper loud stereo like and if that was your youth which for Pusha T, it is, I can understand like the fond remembrance of that time because it's, it's something that I've, um, even in my, my, my prior version work, working, you know, with youth involved, you know, even young people and families, you know, involved with the criminal justice system and various things is trying to elevate. Like folks are not sometimes out there involved in this stuff because they're deviants or something like, like which is the way we try to frame criminality, you know, in, in our society. Like, oh, there's, there's something, there's like a defect with your, sense of being in some situations yes but in a lot of situations folks have made decisions based on their circumstances and what they thought they needed to do um and there's also an aspect of when somebody's outside so to speak in 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 the fullest sense involved in the gray economy they have a level of independence and agency that they have to sacrifice when they exit that world and and it's uh it's a very very um you know like when you understand that the whole kind of calculus are like how could you do this and it's like well part of it is they 
you know, and, and there's many different artists that have put it in their songs where they have said, like, I didn't want to be a victim. So I'm, I, I make other people the victim <laughs> like or I, I I will not be you know what I'm saying I will not be the one that's going to be out be out here struggling if I got to take it you know from somebody else again not saying that's right it's saying it was understanding what it is you know what I'm saying and then so if you survived your circumstances by you know being a part of that world and everything else that comes with it then like the status stuff and the you know the only people that made certain kind of money was at the you know like you know much as like how you say we was i remember being in high school you hear about like the tunnel and and the and latin quarter you hear you hear about these places where hip-hop was happening and the, and the rappers right, was going right. i ain't never been in them places i was you know I'm saying? i was high school i ain't never been there now, you yeah, know, maybe, or down Delaware, or down Delaware, Delaware Avenue. Avenue back in the right. day, when uh, you know, turned Power Ninety Nine, it was down Delaware Avenue. Oh wait, wait, oh god! Yeah, yeah. Uh, by the time we get through this interview, I'm sure one of them clubs, because it would be a couple of us there at the Delaware Avenue, and <laughs> they'd be like, "Oh man, it's going down this weekend." I'm like, "I ain't going to that." <laughs> Got no, I have I know, no idea. Right? I don't even know how to get into that. I don't have no money. I'm not plugged into that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I might know a person that knows about that, right? Like. But that is, you know, so when I listen to this record, you'll be one of the energy of some of the songs is sort of, you know, going through what that aspect is like. You know what I'm saying? What the the terms of this space, you know what I'm saying? Where, you know, you know who you are is there is a level of like, yeah, y'all ain't you ain't at you're not at the space where you would know how to eat. Go to this restaurant because you do be named as a restaurant that'd be like, I'd be like, oh, it must be must be a fancy restaurant. I'm not I'm not down with it, but must be nice you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, um or uh you know talk of you know cars and all that stuff and and then i, I guess it's also maybe maybe emblematic of sort of the just the nature of, of something that definitely you know i think an out and out you know manifestation of sort of capitalist of capitalist society that like there's really no there's no limit to where one can go within like the context of like how much money can we spend on something that's expensive right you know what i'm saying and 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 if that's the the the, the gauge for like you know where you're at right like you know like oh man he got not only did he have watch he he has a watch we couldn't even name that thing you know what i mean what he said the the last time but the only time you see me in a brightling <laughs> Um, I can't remember what song was it. I'll find it. Oh, Yo, it was on neck and wrist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like it's just like, man, get out of here with that. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, damn, whole world, man. Somebody like, man, yeah, it's got this chain. Like, man, you got that old, man, you got that dookie gold from down. down I mean, it's aspirate, you know, and again, it goes to the, you know, obviously, in like you said, a hyper capitalist society, what passes is aspiration changes from place to place, right? Like, some places mm-hmm. it's just like, for it's clear when you listen to to him, what passes for aspiration is basically ex- exclusivity, mm-hmm. right? Like at one point there was ma- I will say, and some rappers are still about mass market aspiration. Like I'm telling you about something that you know about, right? I, I just have more of it than you. Mm-hmm. His is I'm telling you about something that you don't know about. <laughs> Yeah. And the fact that you don't know about it is why I'm telling you about it, right? So, you know, to use a, you know, yeah, you talk about my taste levels on ace level, right? Like, so I, I think it's a, it's a unique form of art that is being produced by 
uh, almost 50 year old man, right? Like a man in his mid forties for a lot of art, for a lot of listeners, but like really a certain group of listeners that then kind of, he's been able to broaden because of the quality of the music. Um, one, one quick thing I think about is really interesting with the album. I mean, besides the Sonics and like a combination of Pharrell pushing him to be like super in character. And this is connects to what we Mm -hmm. talked about last week with, with, with big, like how big on life after death was in character. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and he was in really, when I go, when I listened to it, even after we talked, he was in character, like the whole album bear basically. Mm -hmm. And how, at least on the, on the Pharrell stuff, he's in character. The only one he's not probably in character on is Brambleton, the one about him actually hustling with with dude and everything. Mm-hmm. But everything else, he's like in that like he's taking who he who he already is, like that you know kind of again the cocky <clears throat> the cocky hustler mentality, right? Which looks different all across the country, but everyone knows what it is, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and but it gets into deep into the mode of that, whereas on the yay joints, it's more broader. Right. Like it's not as menacing, which I think is yeah. just an interesting, again, form of art to create one one quick, interesting thing. You know, the song um, Let the Smoker Shine the Coops, which, again, is, I think, a very specific element of like late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. Like street <laughs> culture. Right. Absolutely. Like, like, you know what I mean? And, and again, like you said, it is what it is, but it's also very relevant to a time and a behavior. Right. Mm-hmm. That was their version of glaciers of ice. Mm. Mm. Yeah, you know what I, mean? I hear that. I hear that. Um, and so, just again, looking at owing to the influences, because he he, so you figure he's an artist that wears the obvious influences of Big Raekwon. You know what I mean? Like goes for he wears the he wears the influences of the stuff that was the transformational music of his time right which i think is interesting because now in hip-hop we're getting to a place where you could have a 45 year old artist that could still have been impacted by albums that came out 27 years ago right yeah 25 years ago which i so i think that the art itself is at a different place that and we have to we have to judge the art based on i think the multiple kind of spaces that not only the art but like black people are in which I think will lead to to talking about Kendrick, but like you just can't judge it. Like, is he better than him anymore? Like, I guess we're just we're just to me we're just past that time. Like, you have to say like when we listen to jazz, right? I don't compare Sun Ra to John Coltrane, right? Right. right? I don't compare like Ron Carter to to you. You know what I mean? Like, you could kind of compare different people who play particular uh instruments but and really you have to like you have to set that out like who did this music really well right who did soul jazz really well like who did the who did the classics really well like you just can't start comparing people to people um and i do think hip-hop as an art form is getting to a place where you got to start putting stuff in its own boxes right yeah yeah any idea of like this artist and being like this artist is better or worse than this artist just won't serve you because the music is at a fundamentally different place. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I think that's 
a great point because you definitely don't it, 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 I, it, it, I don't know how it, it doesn't serve you very well <laughs> trying to uh, compare it and there's so many touch points that it like it, it's to me it's more useful to just enjoy it you know within its, its space and, and does it get to a certain tier of creation almost you know what I mean like there's uh, jazz records that are like, oh, this is like a oh, nice look record you can listen to. And there's records that like maybe challenge you, you know what I mean, in a certain way. And, I, and I'm, you know, actually, I guess as I'm starting to pivot to bring up some of this Kendrick stuff, you know, you know, I, I like a good challenging hip hop song that like makes you have to think about something. Um, you know what I mean? And even with what is compelling about Push's record is that uh, a couple of songs make you, you got to kind of engage with that moment, you know what I mean, and with that character. Um, doesn't a bit this is the talking about the Kendrick record the uh well the thing I like about Kendrick Lamar is I mean he can rap <laughs> I mean that's the first part you know what I mean and and he does do things uh with the music that they they make that like it is um they there actually are each are different unique albums like they're not all the, the same like formula almost and this particular record i mean my my overwhelming thought about it is that it is a it is a mix of dealing with your your, your kind of your personal not just trauma but like failings and self-development and then also community challenges you know trauma and development like in in places and which I could understand where somebody might be like, I don't want to listen to that right now. <laughs> I don't want to be, I don't want to think about that right now. Um, Cause the, the tone, uh, some of the the songs are not, uh, I mean, even the way that the, the album starts with the, like, uh, I don't know, that, I guess like choral, choral singing, you know what I'm saying? You know, I hope you find like you know, um, you know that you know, you know, doing the musical, right? And I was listening to some of it. It was almost like chamber music or something. Like some of the beats is like a like a piano, like you know what I'm saying. And this dude's rapping, which is like that's actually kind of that's kind of wild stuff. Like it's not it's not boom bap, right? Like so, if somebody was like, oh, it's like it's like it's like the new backpack rap. It's not backpack rap because ain't no boom to bap in that. That ain't no boom bap record. Ain't no boom. It might be it might be a bap, but ain't no boom in it. Yeah, man, like this is this is other a different thing. And you know, I always I think that it takes a a confidence of uh, uh, artists to make something, you know, it was all I mean, I guess I mean when we was, you know, back in the days when we was involved in the music creation, you know, sort of the, the whole concept of like there was a formula that was exiting like the rigor or the challenging hip hop. And then it was like, you know, and then I guess we even touched on it. We brought up about Doom. They're like, well, Doom sort of did what folks was doing, but he did it in a way that we thought was was still, you know, authentic with his looping popular R&B songs that you know, yeah. it happened over them, right? Like, um, and so, you know, I, I don't even, I, I know the, I mean, it's like, I know like, I guess it's like drill, uh, is that would that be considered the no, like the, the the dominant sound of hip hop right now, or the most popular like that? I mean, kind of, but drill is interesting. I mean, you know, there will be people who write books on this kind of shit later mm-hmm. because it's like it's a sound, but it's a it's an energy. 
But then it's the chick, you know, it's obviously started with, you know, Dirk and Chief Keith and, you know, King Louie and the, the whole Chicago, you know, sound. And then went to like New York, we had its own version of it. Then London created their own version. So it's like all these different versions that are morphing. And then at the same time, I guess this might be for another conversation, there's this like Detroit sound that is probably yeah. the music, which is like ESTG, Babyface Ray, Icewear Vezo, like the kind of people who are now moving the current sound, 42 Doug, right? Like they're kind of moving the current sound where drill has almost become like commercial gangster hip hop, if that makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. And then like the Detroit sound is like the sound of what people are like riding around in their cars listening to. So it, it's an interesting, it, it, I mean, you know, it, you, you just mentioned me earlier. <laughs> so a couple of things about Kendrick. I am, a, I am in the space of the person that's kind of like, oh man, this is a little, this is a little complicated, man. Like this, this, this is a bit much, man. You know what I mean? Like, and, and not a bit much because I don't think it's, he is doing what he's doing, what he's doing well. Cause I want to be clear. I think he may be the preeminent artist in hip hop of the last seven, 10 years. Mm-hmm. To your point, he's made albums that none of them are the same. Yeah. If, you, if you really think about like, there is no most hip hop artist who's made albums that like, none of them were the same album. Like you could argue Blueprint 1 and Blueprint 2 <laughs> sounded pretty much alike, right? He, you know, Blueprint 3 didn't because it was seven years later. But, you know, even Jay has made albums that like, if you listen to them at their certain point, they, they sounded similar. Yeah, yeah. He hasn't like, I mean, he made an album of outtakes and sold it to you and like you listen to it, right? Like jazz outtakes, you know, like... Yeah being with Terrence Martin and Kamasi Washington and, and just the artist behind it, I think he's created a set of music. The closest person, frankly, in a hip hop context, I can compare it to kind of is Marvin Gaye or Stevie Wonder in the sense that like, you're making opuses and they don't sound like each other. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like the secret life of plants to hotter than July. Right, right. right. Know, we are, yeah. People probably, we should probably just have one called the secret life of plants. So we can just go through every song so people can like appreciate it. absolutely but but you know what i'm saying like those albums don't talking book and and you know what's this album where she knocks me off my feet like they don't sound like each other marvin Gaye doing here my dear and that you know that time like it doesn't sound like anything else then we did sexual healing sexual healing doesn't sound like here my dear at all Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that's how i feel like kendrick is like he's making hip-hop albums that don't sound like the stuff he did before and I think it's jarring for for a audience who is used to the like right now, because I think he kind of with this album departed from the right now. Yeah, I think this is the first album that he and it makes sense as his last album on TDE in that sense. Um, hmm. Yeah, but that, that he his send off album, like I said, even kind of real Marvin Gaye, your send off album is like kind of different. <laughs> Right, like you created hits, and like your send off album has nothing to do with this. You know, like we talked about, there's no loyalty, there's no King Kunta, right? There's no, you know, swimming pools, right? Like, there's yeah. just, there's no all right, there's not, I mean, you know, there's some good songs, but, but they're not those kind of, of songs, they're I mean, just even, not those kind of songs, yeah. 
you know, I, uh, I mean, the, I'm just scroll, scrolling through, looking at the, like the play counts for the songs, like, uh, at currently, which is sort of amazing that, I mean, a, a song, a record, I think this was two weeks ago that this came out three weeks that something has been played 61 million times seems right. I mean, I mean, we're, I guess we're on planet earth and there's a lot of people, <laughs> but it seems like, wow, 61 million. That's a lot of record. That's a lot of, that's a lot of record playing. Um, but just within, and, and it's the thing I, I appreciate that he does is they, they build an album and usually at the end of the album is a, is a song that like is, usually a strong song, but also like usually has some sort of challenge to it. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you, you know, let me look at, let me look back real quick. Let me go back and forth. And I can do this fast. I can do this. And then we'll go like this. All right, there we go. Trust me. Now you move quickly. Um, you know, damn ended with, um, you know, Duckworth, you know, the, you know, about it, about his pops and, 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 and top dog, oh, pops, and, top dog and all of them. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know what I mean? The pimp butterfly ends with the joint, um, the mortal, mortal man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, where's the other one? I can't, I can't do the, the, the high pitch. Do, 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 do. See what I'm saying? Uh, Word was like doo, 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 doo. That, that that's more like RZA, but I forget what the other. Yeah, I forget what the the, the good kid, Mad like. City. Um, you know, ending with uh Compton and real, but uh Compton, yeah. you know, mo- you know more like you know with Dre and then uh Section eighty was first. Yeah, the good kid, Yeah, Section eighty is uh. High power. That's, yeah, that's that's the one with um. Okay, that's I mean that's wow. That's a long time ago. Um, right. See, but the the theme is like, and even if you look at the covers, like like clearly, like you know, I think he's emblematic, and in, in the songs on this record is like, I'm not, I am not the person, I am still the person I am, but I am not the person I was. Maybe when I started rapping, <laughs> right? Like I didn't went through some arc of stuff. I mean, even I think to a degree, which makes it interesting as a record, that there's stuff in here where I'm like, like he's trying to speak to through the art things I've heard him criticized about. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I, I you know, uh a couple of different podcasts if you listen to, but uh, years ago I can't remember that they were on Gimlet for a while. The nod was Brittany Loose and the that yeah. podcast it was like had made way back I think and the Pimp of Butterfly came out when I was listening to their podcast and being like I, I, I like Kendrick and I like what he's saying but as a woman sometimes there's certain stuff where it's like damn like why couldn't that like couldn't you say that like it's a little different so I wouldn't have to feel like I'm like having to detach from it because I, I think I like I feel what you're saying but I'm also a little bit like ah damn like could, could you say that with a different word <laughs> could, could that have been done slightly different right and like uh, about uh, these walls could talk I think what you're talking about which you know, on one hand, you can look at it through the perspective of like, you know, like the woman in that song is, you know, living her life as she wants to live it. But it's been like sort of also framed within like, you know, kind of his dynamic with the father of her child and, you know, streets and all this other shit. Right. You know what I mean, or um, complexion also was one that like was was, was sort of like oh it's kind of dope talking about women, but it was kind of like ah oh, I don't, I don't, you know I don't I don't, know, I don't know totally if you got there right. Which you know to me is if you as a as a cre- in creation and doing something creative 
um, if you're if you're trying to push to a direction, right, and I can at least get the sense that you weren't basically maybe I don't think you were being malicious, like you were, but you were trying to talk about this thing in the way that you understood. You know, I ain't saying nobody got to like it, but I'm not going to be like, you know, we got, you know, we got to get rid of you. I mean, like, I know folks had criticism about him having Kodiak Black on his record. Now, I don't know Kodiak Black's music super law like that. I just know, you know, he, he's had some less than favorable things to say <laughs> about black women a couple of times, particularly around their attractiveness or whatever have you. But I, you know, I don't, but also I do the thing where it's like, I don't know enough to just be like, so quote unquote, someone's quote unquote canceled. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Well, like, it, you know what I'm saying? The thing, like, man, you, your cousin, your cousin did some shit, man. Like, your cousin comes over and he did some shit. The question starts to be, do you not talk to your cousin because some somebody that you have worked with doesn't like something your cousin said? Right. And even if you find something that your cousin said a little off, right? Mm-hmm. What is the way that you work with your cousin to help them understand that maybe, man, you can't say that to people when they're outside? I mean, you can't say that to women, man. Like, you know what I mean? Right, right. <laughs> like, you, you can't say that. Like, yo, come on, dog. Like, I get what you're trying, but you can't say that. And so the idea, and I think it's where we get an artist, and I think we've gotten to this weird place where, and I've, we've talked about this before, like, we just expect so much out of artists because with the lack of, and I'm not saying lack of leadership, but there are a lot of grassroots, and not just grassroots, because, I, you know, sometimes we... <sighs> Going back to the Panthers in different times, we like overemphasize the either the quote unquote lumber proletariat or this idea of who's a grassroots leader. And I think there's some there's some real spot there's some real air quotes around that sometimes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. around who who's a grassroots leader and who identifies who is a grassroots leader. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know that, that's a whole different conversation. Leaders have followers, but. <laughs> right. like, you know, like for real, like leaders are not just the, the best person that spoke on a subject. Right. They have people that they actually lead to a place, but that, that you know, but in the absence of maybe what people perceive as a broader sense of national folks that do that, we look at the artists and we're, so we're led by these artists and we've done I mean, this before, but like, I don't know, when Gamble and Huff and folks were doing stuff, they were the soundtrack and something, but there were other people fighting for things. Like right. you didn't look at you didn't look at the responsibility, accountability for Gamble and Huff and, and the OJs could do for the love of money, but they could also do a song about love and talk about somebody taking somebody's woman. We like, cried you know together. what I mean? You know what yeah, <laughs> like they did, they weren't responsible. We right. we've made we've made these artists responsible because they pop up with good ideas from time to time. Right. And, and then we criticize them in the same way. So I, I think to your point, just to add on, he said things of where he was at. Right. And right. Like that's where he was. You, you know what I mean? And he, he may not have been at a place where you wanted him to be, but guess what? That's assuming that you, the place you're at is the place that we should be. Right. Right. And Again, it, now obviously things that are harmful. I'm not. I'm not. You know. I'm not supporting yeah. anything that's harmful to people. But like, there, there's a lot of laden assumptions when we like. How do we look at an artist and like where they were, and then him debating or changing his place, like changing his location on subjects which we would expect a person that's intellectually curious to actually change their position. Right, and to move, not, move through, and something. to move. Yeah, not to be in the same position they were 13 years ago. Yeah. And the the 
the thing I thought was like I said, I was processing it, and then I think it ties actually back to to the to the push T record too. Is the like we as a community, we have not necessarily most most of our most of us most of our lives have not had the privilege to be able to be like this person who we find despicable is like excommunicated from the world, like like they're gone. So i.e. you know somebody in the neighborhood shot somebody else in the neighborhood there's a good chance one of them is still going to be around the neighborhood and y'all just going to figure out how to manage that. Right. Or some, something happened, you know, something terrible happened down the street, uh, you know, or it doesn't got to be fully terrible. Somebody stole out of somebody's car. You got a pretty good idea that it was what's the name's cousin that came through. Cause you seen him. You don't see him for a few months. They pop up. Now, some people might be like, I've, I'm not going to say their name because it's not my story to tell, but I was working with my mom and the gentleman has stole the plants from a family friend's house. When And, and, and this particular gentleman is, 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 is well known for, for this sort of activity. They saw him with the cart going down the street. They went and got him, made him go back to all the houses he took and sold them plants to get them back and put the plants back in his yard. And, you know, he did that via the means, whatever way you think one would tell somebody, hey, another grown man, you're going to get them plants. You're going to put them back in my yard. Right. They they solved that. Right. But that, <laughs> that's an right. understatement. They solved it. They solved that. Right. <laughs> that's good. But like, like those dynamics, right, are things that we know come out of because, again, please, ain't nobody else going to deal with that. That's a person that, that me and you going to deal with that. Right. And, and we come from time spaces where, you know, I I I don't like what you did. I also don't have the space to like sh- remove you from the planet, so to speak. At least I don't want to have to. So fix it, <laughs> and then you know I ain't gonna let you really kick it with me no more. But you can still live it. You still gonna be around here. I'm gonna be around here. Neither one of us is going nowhere. We just ain't gonna treat each other like that. And we get into this conversation, and I, and I think it's a really interesting one, particularly when it comes to to, to like black men and the way people engage with black men. And that's why I think this is important because like the way you can talk about like not engaging with someone that, you know, especially when it comes to creative people, because it's like the, the, the very true reality is if you hear, heard some artists, whether it be music or movies or whatever said or did something you don't like the bar threshold to no longer really engage with them. is pretty low. You can kind of just stop listening to or stop watching whatever they was doing. Right now, the like, depending on other things you do, you know, if you if you are a super Twitter person and people keep talking about that person, or at least the people you follow on Twitter talk about that person, then it might be hard for you to stop having to hear about that person. Right. But then also you could just get off the damn Twitter. Right. Like you could just let me let me let me put the app down. Right. Like so sometimes we forget these things, but it's a very low bar of disengagement. It's a different thing if that person is in your family, that person is within your social sphere or that person is in your city in some way and you got to figure out how to deal with them right like you you have to navigate this space and the like listening to the record and even like in one i mean i don't know again i don't know a lot of kodiak black verses but like the song they're talking about they you know kind of I, I dug what they was talking about. You know what I'm saying? And then when you get to, and I, and I think it's kind of the, the one of the songs that I think is maybe the, the most poignant to me was two, The Mother I Sober with uh, Beth Gibson from Portishead. 
and like sexual trauma and trauma within families and gender like that's i mean you know that's you know that's you know, that's world class justice like if you may not want to listen to that today if you ain't ready to grapple with some <laughs> challenging thoughts about what the hell goes on in in our families and people's families and people's community and our general as a society in america our inability to actually deal with that whole world in a in a constructive way you know it's just as a, a, a tip, there's a clip of Damon Wayne's, not Damon Wayne's, Marlon Wayne's on I think Sway's show or one of them random radio shows, and there's a staff yeah. member on the show who figured like they figured out that they, you know, due to genetic drawn that they distant, you know, cousins. And Marlon Wayne goes, "Oh, you from the other side of the rape?" You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, you know, and he said it like in a jovial way, but it was like, "Yo, you from the other side of the rape?" Like, like how do you know what I mean? Which you know, is 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 the subtext that nobody that you, you don't really want nobody really wants to bring up. Like people want to assume that like at some point in the past they're like he left his wife to go be with the uh <laughs> with the African like no there was a rape there was there was a, a, a un a unwanted you know event that occurred and that's why we're related and you know I you know I'm just, I'm gonna go over here and still get a veg, get a burger or a veggie burger you know for my brothers that don't eat that you know off the grill here at the uh you invited me to the the, the super duper generational cookout but also we 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 can't forget that that if we're related if we're connected you know in, in terms of black people too you know we like you talk about slate like there's a there's a traumatic painful reality as to why we're together and we are going to be together because there ain't no other planets right at least not yet we ain't got no spaceships so we all gonna be here you know what I mean and and to bring that up and to create the structure to talk about that and then the closing song mirror like that opens up with you know Kodak Blaine say I choose me right and the reality of someone you know healing and getting well there's an aspect where you have to choose yourself and understand that it's okay to make decisions that keep you well that sometimes say I can't come over there and be with y'all today no you can't borrow my whatever actually I need a couple of days to not talk to y'all <laughs> I love y'all, but I need, I need, I need a week off. Like y'all got, you know, whatever crisis is happening <laughs> over there with y'all this week. I ain't coming over to be, 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 be a part of that. You know what I'm saying? And it, it's a, a tenuous concept sometimes, um, especially I would imagine, you know, for folks that become wildly successful, that there's this expectation that everyone connected to them should have access to whatever wealth or perceived wealth that they've gathered. Right. And then that would then, you know, fix or solve or make their lives all better. But the reality is. It's probably not never enough money and it's probably a whole lot more people, depending on what your family dynamics look like, that could pop out the woodwork that some would assume you are supposed to help. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then, you know, and I'm going a, I'm to a do a, a justice jump when you look at when folks are serving in our communities in whatever capacity, whether as public you know, officials as, you know, lead community leaders and activists, um, community organizers, or as like the, the, the you know, the unofficial mayor of, of your, of your area, people put a trust in them. And then sometimes put a, a wildly unfair burden on those individuals and individuals can't always keep it up. Right. And there's a point where they go, yeah, man, I'm actually, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not solving that one. Y'all got that one. I'm out. Like I'm gonna go late. I'm gonna go sit down on my on my stoop and take a break. Like I can't do all of this. You know what I'm saying? Well, uh, you, you know, just to add on, man, 
you you touched um you're a really smart guy, you know that? Yeah, I um, <laughs> do my best. You're a smart guy. Um no, I, I think uh, you know, you made the jump and it's it's a good jump. Because I do think in some ways Kendrick's not here to make us all happy. And I think there's a place in black art where as humans, we recognize that we're not at a place to make everyone happy according to the kind of parameters of the kind of hip hop you're selling. Mm -hmm. And once you've done your segmentation to identify who your fans are, right? Mm -hmm. And you're like, okay, your fans want to hear you do be with these uh, producers or your artists, your fans want to hear you do this kind of song or they want to see you in this performance venue. And I think in some ways, both of these albums are kind of a, a repudiation of the segmentation in some ways, because it's like, hey, I do this. This is it. <laughs> or I'm doing this and I don't listen. I'm doing an album that all y'all just try to go sell it. <laughs> try to go stream it because it ain't some shit to sell itself. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, the terminology, good, good dope sells itself. Well, this might be good, good record. But it don't sell itself because it's it, it 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 requires a breaking of the segmentation. It requires the artists that everyone that want to pull a surprise doing a song with Kodak Black, right? Which is like very few people who listen to Kendrick as far as that kind of space, frankly, or the, in the segmentation, you think like or like or respect or want to hear him with Kodak Black. Mm-hmm. But as an artist in the specific space that Kodak Black exists, Kodak Black is known and respected as as that kind of rapper. Like you can take it or leave it, but it don't mean it don't mean that everybody down south and across the country don't like Kodak Black. So that that's that's one thing. The other leap you're making is again going back to this responsibility of an artist in the time where people are looking for an artist to bear. the the broader challenges of our society and wear them and then report on them and then be the paragon, right? So not only to report on them the way you want him to or her to be the person you want them to, you know, but to carry it the way you want them to and then for them personally to be the way versus him talking about the issues with his, with, with, with his wife and his, and his partner, right? Like Mm -hmm. he's repudiating these things, which I think are, are frankly healthy for, the music and frankly healthy for breaking up this idea of what we think, how this is supposed to look sound and be. And I think, you know, we often talk about, you know, post slavery traumatic disorder, right. And the things that have flown from, from that, but there's also, you know, and I think he makes a great point with some of this stuff, the trauma that flows through our communities currently. Mm -hmm that's passed off as different stuff. Like when you people have trauma that's passed off, oh, you know, that's how he is. That's how your uncle is. That's how your aunt is. She always curse people out, drink, curse people out, throw a bottle at them. Like, no, dog, like she, that, that's not okay that she got drunk and threw the bottle at you. It's, I right. mean, it's like, it's not okay. Or that side of the family, you know how they are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? We always got that. Like, oh, you know, you know how that side of the family get down. Yeah. So now it's a family treat. Right? The trauma that's over there is a family treat. Yeah. And then, you know, the fire saw, you know, this one, just like classic quote that finally, 
when you have a, like when a community has something, we pass it off as culture. Yeah. And then it made me think about how everyone talk about they do this for the culture. And, you know, I've always been stupefied as to what the hell the culture is, right? Because I don't know if it's black people, it's a black and brown people, it's the people in the ghetto, it's the people that buy hip hop. Like, who the hell is the culture? <laughs> is, is it white allies? That's cool because they buy the music. Like, right. they, go, they, they can wear dashiki or a native headdress. Like, what the hell? Who the hell is the culture? And when? Do, how do we know who they are? But the deeper thing is how you have this trauma, and we see it, frankly, with the killings. Mm-hmm. We have this trauma in America that's passed off as culture. We have this trauma about how people use weapons and mental illness and white supremacy and a whole host of other things. It's just really now, we we just commonly accept it as American. Yeah. Like, because we're just like, oh, this is what happens in America. Yeah. This is just, you know, it's just a thing you got to deal with. Can't avoid it. It's like, well, we can't. Are you sure? Right. You sure we can't avoid this? Because we got some neighbors sitting north. Here's a funny thing: they got TVs like us, and you know, they like they like our they like our our, our quote unquote violent music. Yeah, <laughs> too, like and they don't. Superman. Like, but guess what? They don't have that. So we don't. You know, you could ostensibly move to Toronto and get everything you get here. The the bottles will be smaller and it'll be, you know, interesting. It'll be, in me, it'll be a metric. It'll be in the metric. Yeah, it'll be a metric version. <laughs> but like, but you don't get people running in, in Manitoba. You don't get people running through Manitoba killing 14 people. So it's not, but we have accepted the collective trauma and written it into the the just the the DNA of it. So I I you know I say that to bring it back down that I think he is tapping upon something to produce a project that is representative of him as an artist. But also I think the space and time where we're at where it's like arguably one of the most popular artists in in the most popular music in the world has created and it's I'm not going so far as to say it's an anti-album but it's definitely like this guy, this is what you expect him to come out. You expect him to drop. It's like Drake. You expect him to drop. It's like Jay-Z. Like, you know what I mean? There's only certain artists that when you, when you hear this person's coming out, your expectation of what it means. And I argue beautifully. So he subverted the expectations. Absolutely. I mean, of (laughs) what it meant to put this record out. Yeah. he, He definitely, I mean, you know, there's, there's just the way these things work, you know, and it's a pretty good, uh, it was years ago now, but uh, I think it was Planet Money, like Song of the Summer. And like that kind of like a song that becomes super popular in every, in a summer. And it's like a real market phenomenon, right? And like, but like, no one knows usually what the Song of the Summer is going to be till it becomes a Song of the Summer, <laughs> right? So that becomes like, no matter where you're at, all genres, it, you know, kind of becomes a song to be listening to. I don't know if any of these songs will become those songs, but the expectation may have been, especially for artists at his level, would be you need to make a song in the summer song and put it on the record, like, you know, in, in a very, you know, uh, the way, you know, when we was, you know, right, making music, somebody would be like, and what song, What what's your radio hit? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if there's a radio hit on here that, that is intended to be that. I mean, there's probably a couple songs that are being actually, I would say at least it looks like, uh, I, if there was one, I would say it'd be, maybe die hard could i think could do that but even that song is like you know <laughs> i hope it's not too late to <laughs> set my demons straight like you know what I'm saying? like like that being the chorus of the song you know what i mean like where some people would be like i don't want to think about how terrible like 
my demons? You mean me? You mean I have imperfections <laughs> that I have to make up for? <clears throat> I'm, I live in America as a, I don't know if you watched the most, got through to watch ATL, but in uh, the scene, there's a scene of Liam Neeson as a character um, is playing himself in the bar with, uh, with Paperboy and and you know he says wild stuff on the way out, and big boy's like, "Hey man, don't you know you ain't supposed to say stuff like that?" And he's like, "Hey man, you know one of the, the things about being white man is like, I don't have to learn. I don't. I don't have to learn anything. I don't have to learn from my mistakes. I just mm. keep making them. You know, I just keep going. So he's like, you know, which is like a very like, oh yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's that's how we get down. And and this kind of like yo, my my inner challenges, me, I did I did something wrong. Nah." Moving on, next subject, next question. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, you know, you know, and we've had, I mean, I guess in a jovial sense, if you monitor at all college football and uh <laughs> man uh was his uh oh Nick Saban, Saban trying to oh. bang on Jimbo Fisher, Jimbo Fisher being like, Man, if you don't cut it out, like <laughs> right, the nerve, the nerve, but then to be like the demons, right? Him being like the demons that lurk between but demons that lurk underneath your recruiting, like <laughs> Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so we have a society that is, in many ways is, is is not here for repent or reverence. It's just like, nah, like, mm. you just move on. And so, for you know, for an artist at his level to to, 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 to put something out with that type of energy, I, I, you know, I appreciate it. And there's, you know, there's also, there's, the, you know, the reality that probably at his level, he can, he can stand it if, if, if it ain't as popular or doesn't go wherever, you know, I don't know how done it. I mean, it's not like he ain't going to go on tour somewhere. If somebody, if somebody want, you know, Kendrick can still book a tour because people are gonna go to the Kendrick show. You know what I'm saying? Like that's it's gonna happen. Um, yeah, but I thought, you know, you know, and and I and I, and I, as I said, aside, real quick, as an aside, just thought about it. Jimbo Fisher doing that to Nick Saban was like the hip hop equivalent of like when Jay Z was like, "And you know who? Did you know what? But you know who? And let's keep that between <laughs> me and you." And you. Like, <laughs> like that is the version of like, like you know what I mean? Like, like yo. Oh, what are you saying? Like, Jimbo Fisher, like, yeah, just, just, just look underneath. Yeah, yeah, yeah just, just, just yeah, keep checking on. under the cover. Yeah, check, check like, whoa, like, don't, don't, don't do that, Nick. Don't do that. Like, <laughs> don't go whoa. there, man. <laughs> don't go there, Nick. Come on, man. Like, <laughs> ah, America, United <laughs> States. So, America. I guess we'll say it, it close it. I, I would, I would recommend listening to both records. You know, finding your your way through. If if you are a music a hip hop listener tour or whatever, um, you know, and then you know, like as all things, uh, you know, take the best part for yourself. You don't gotta like all of it. There's <laughs> no requirement to to like everything somebody makes. Because you know all of it ain't. You know, again, it's all art, right? And it's almost like going to a museum and you look at something and you could like it, or you could figure out that there's someone in the world that does like it, and you could recognize that too and be okay with it, right? Mm-hmm. Like again, it's part of of the art that has been like everyone has to like everything which i think has had led to a dilution of the kind of music broadly you know so yeah all right so with that you know i'm saying i think we good we call it a wrap peace peace thank you for listening to good brothers thank you to my good brother i'm majestic uh, we try to record regularly. You're getting a double, double, double dose today. Uh, so enjoy. Uh, we will be back in the coming weeks as well as some other things. Uh, you know what the deal is. If you want to support the podcast, share, you know, rate, subscribe wherever you listen. 
search us up on on Patreon and become a patron. Also, search and find the Etsy shop and buy a t-shirt or something and put some money, you know, in, in, in the kitty, as it were. But, um, you know, please be safe out there. If you're heading out with you somewhere today and you can hit up a cookout, man, please do and enjoy. And uh, we'll be back very, very soon. So with that, I say peace. Peace.